Welcome to Wedding BFF. My name is Kate Schmidt and I am your host. As a self-taught wedding planner and owner and chief planner for Celebrate by Kate, I am passionate about creating wedding days that are memorable and tangibly feel like the couple that is being celebrated. On this podcast, you will hear from myself and other guests tips on planning, mindfully creating a day that not only looks but feels good, and how to budget your way to the wedding day of your dreams. Now let's get to discussing your day, your way. Liz is a health, fitness, and lifestyle coach, creating a safe space to educate women and men on a healthy, balanced lifestyle. She works with individuals on mindset, repairing the negative relationship that is often built with food and exercise, help each individual achieve their goals in health and fitness, and empower each individual to take back control of their health and fitness in a sustainable way that works for their lifestyle. I can personally say, and I've said this on my post introducing this before, Liz has made a huge difference and repaired my relationship with food and fitness and just some of the toxicity in the world that we see right now. So Liz, I'd love if you could just jump in and share a couple additional things that is not exhaustive. You do a million things. So tell everyone a little more about yourself. Yes. Hello, everybody. I'm Liz. So I am the owner of LC Health Fitness and Lifestyle. It's my own online business. Um, really, I focus working with women. I'm really working on healthy boundaries with their food, also working on their goals in terms of fitness and health. It's not always about losing weight for women. Sometimes it's just about regaining confidence. Sometimes it's bridging that repairing that gap, I should say, between food and the relationship you have built with it over time, as well as with our bodies. So I do a lot of different things with that. I have a master's degree in counseling, so that's where that piece comes in. And I really like to work with women on a lot of those issues and really motivate them and pump them up about themselves because that, at the end of the day, is super important. Really working on that mindset with them as well. So I do that. I also work at a local gym here um, in Michigan called Ohana. And I am a coach there. I'm also a boxing coach. And yeah, and I have two little boys. I told you, she does everything. <laughs> She's amazing that way. Um, perfect. So, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, I guess, diet culture and everything, which is talked a lot about now. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, you know, 90s, like, the stuff that was proclaimed at the time, the, the Weight Watchers, which, you know, if Weight Watchers works for you, great. But in tandem with a wedding and the shredding for the wedding kind of mentality that's very common. I mean, oh, I should have pulled it out, but I literally got a shredding for the wedding like coupon for like a local fitness place when I went to a bridal fashion show and I was like this is completely the wrong message I would have to find it but anyways um feeling like you have to be a certain size and by the way dress sizes are higher than like your normal size of your jeans or whatever um that you wear on a daily basis so I would love to talk about kind of that paradigm and how you feel like this again a a sustainable routine and outlook would would make a difference as a, a bridegroom or whoever in terms of a wedding. Absolutely. Yes, 100% agree. You know, I'm an 80s baby, so I grew up in the 90s, so I grew up with all of those um, thought processes of skinny is the way to go. The skinnier the better, actually, was the way to go. Um, now, I think we've kind of evolved as a culture, and I think the diet culture has evolved. There is still some of that within the diet culture, you know get into that size zero, get into that pre-baby weight, or get into that high school weight that used to be, which, to be completely honest, a lot of those are no longer obtainable because our bodies have changed and we've grown older. So, in reframing that mindset. Um, but also, too, shred for the wedding. I did that before, way before I even had personal training or being a nutritionist on my radar, like, probably over 
13 years ago. You know, I was like, I got the same type of flyer, shut for the wedding, eight weeks or six weeks, whatever it was. I don't even remember what it was. Um, but I did a bridal boot camp. And, you know, they, they gave you all these things to do and ways to lose weight as quick as you can. Mm-hmm. Y'all, if you're losing weight quickly, quickly I mean you're losing like 15 pounds in two weeks that's not going to be a sustainable diet for you to last beyond that wedding day and what I hope is that if we're trying to get back into our health and fitness is that we want something sustainable long term to support you know healthy bones to support healthy muscles to support those types of things instead of just getting to a specific size because to be honest that size on your dress or in your clothes do not matter. They actually they change. I did a post, gosh, I think a year ago. I had, I think I laid four pairs of jeans down from Express, four of them, all the same size. They they literally got smaller each year. So while we obsess that. about yeah. that number in or that size or that number in our jean waist or on our you know tops, it doesn't define who we are and it will not define you on your wedding day because on your wedding day you are gonna feel the most beautiful. And I can bet my life when you wake up that morning, you're not gonna say to yourself, God, I wish I would have did just twenty more crunches. <laughs> God, I wish I would have just did you know, one more hit class. Do I have time for a hit class this, hit class this morning? You're not going to think in that type of mindset on the day of your wedding. You're going to think enjoying yourself with your soon-to-be husband. You're going to think about enjoying yourself with your friends and family, you know, taking in the moments. So that's, you know, the biggest piece of it is that we've been so hammered with that shred for the wedding. Lose the weight as quick as you can. Look as great as you can. Get those toned muscles. Um, realistically... Uh, if you want to lose weight quick, then yes, you could eat, you know, 1,000, 1,200 calories a day yeah. for a couple of weeks and, and lose a little bit of weight. Um, and, you know, in terms of that tone look, that tone look, which is building muscle, actually, takes more time than six to eight weeks. And that's the other piece of it, too. Right. So if you, I guess, uh, off of that, if you wanted to be like, hey, you know what? I'll give you an example. I'm getting married. I could use a little bit of a tone up right now. Like, I definitely pandemic wasn't the best and with your help I've lost 15 pounds but that has not necessarily toned me right so I'm like between lifting and different things if you wanted to my wedding date is May 25th like I have time to set up a routine can you share kind of and you've already done this for me but just for the sake of everyone listening kind of like what that routine would look like I know you usually say taper up and then if you need to taper down at some point like always listen to your body I'd love to hear more for brides grooms again anyone out there who wants to get feel better on a certain day in a healthy way, how do they start? Well, you start first by either going, finding a gym that's near you, uh, finding, it doesn't have to be like an LA fitness, lifetime fitness, um, edge fitness. It doesn't have to be a big box gym. It can be like little boutique gyms that they have like hit classes or strength classes, um, boxing classes, things like that. Something you enjoy is what I usually tell people to start with because you don't want to dread going to what you're going to. Uh, so that's the that's the biggest thing is find something that you really enjoy doing. So if it is the big box gym, it's great. If it's a hit class here or things like that that you want to do in a group fitness arena, do that. But start by making it a point, scheduling it in your schedule. That's the biggest thing I tell my clients too. Oh, if mm-hmm. it's not scheduled in our calendar, then we're less likely to do it. Mm-hmm. So you got to put in your calendar block off time. This time to this time, I want to make sure I'm getting in my workout or my walk or whatever it is. So that would be the first step um, is just 
taking that initial step to get into a gym or get into some type of fitness routine, whether it's walking, whether it's even buying just some cheap weights at Target or some bands and doing some movements at home. You don't have to go to a big gym. Mm -hmm. You just got to start somewhere. So that's usually what I tell people. Start small, walking, then move into maybe buying some bands, buying some weights if you don't want to go to the gym or if you want to go to the gym, get into something with group fitness or big box gym. Okay. So God, and, that, and that makes complete sense. So I have a question as someone who works from home and I usually, I have my Peloton here and I work out from home. Often I used to do the, these actually really fun dance fitness classes and it's like, I don't want anyone to see what I'm doing. Like I don't even let my fiance see what I'm doing these because I'm like, no one wants to see that. But the calorie burn is real. Um, all to say, some people say there's psychology attached to like physically leaving the house to go get a workout in. Like, are you... Is that a one-size-fits-all, or do you feel like it really depends on the person? Um, I, I don't want to say it's a one-size-fits-all, because it does depend on the person, really. You know, you can have your, you know, motivated people, we'll say, um, or disciplined people is, is how kind of it's being put out there right now in the world, that will just go to the gym or, or get get it done, basically. Um, at one point, do those people that are motivated and or have the discipline slack off, quote-unquote, slack off a little bit? Absolutely, because life happens, we get busy, we get tired, you know, it just, that's life. So for anybody that's trying to find that motivation or trying to find that discipline, that can be difficult because motivation is temporary, you know, it's only going to take you so far, mm-hmm. and when that motivation drops off, because it usually does, we I think we can all relate to that in any part of our life, when we have motivation behind us, it fuels us, but once mm-hmm. it fades, that's when we have to think, okay, and it always why does. am I doing this? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's my drive? Why am I doing this? Okay. Am, I, am I doing this for me or am I doing this for someone else? Um, also, to just being able to almost automatic pilot and, again, scheduling it in your calendar every single time. Huh. Well, oh. I love that. Google Calendar is my best friend. So, I, for some I'm reason, sure. I haven't always thought of that because you're like, oh, you know, I have these emails to send or I have this timeline to get to a client, you know, and then and then – that the priority shift of course right so um I also would love to talk about so you walking because I remember when I was on my journey and I, I'm it's journey for life but when I was actually you know, seeing results I was I was just walking I was walking the dog and I was loving it like the hot girl walk is a thing right now and let's talk about that because most people are like oh no I just need to go you know, I don't know, burn 200 calories in a 30 minute fitness class. And those are great. But walking is very underrated, in my opinion. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. Walking is the most underrated form of movement that we tend to forget about. Because what we do is we correlate fitness to burning, like sweating, burning 300 calories, walking out of the gym, feeling fatigued, all these things. When really walking helps burn that extra expenditure of calories and your energy. So just going for a 10, 15 minute walk and maybe you don't normally do that. You'll notice a difference in your mood. You'll notice a difference in your just body in general, feeling more energetic. Mm-hmm. You know, the stress will be a little bit less because our bodies deal with stress differently. So that also helps alleviate stress if we just kind of just go for a walk. So yes, walking is the most underrated form of movement. <laughs> people forget about all the time and I always tell my clients just walk mm-hmm. if you don't have time to like go do your very sweaty workout at the local gym that's okay 
you know, you have a dog or, you know, kids or whatever, get outside, go for a quick 15 minute walk, enjoy the fresh air, enjoy the breeze, enjoy the birds. Yeah, exactly. Literally smell the flowers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I I feel like um, the other thing, the reason I also like it is because I can either like call my best friend, call my mom, or walk with my fiance, and we can actually like talk about life because we're all right. someone on a hamster wheel trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And that's like for me a dual purpose thing too. Um, so I I'm glad that you are shedding a little more light on this. I know sometimes my girlfriends and I will like literally be like, let's just let's go for a walk because maybe if we end up at a bar after, okay, like it, it works it works for us. But, um, yeah, so, so if you're going to get, um, going back to wedding dresses or wedding attire, um, if you're going for your fitting, I guess, what kind of mindset work, if you're not, because we always will have an ideal weight, an ideal aesthetic, the, the Carrie Bradshaw look, like, I'm not going to lie, I, I love that, but fully my body, like, that's not really how I'm built. So Mm -hmm. going into that. Quite honestly, I think people get nervous because they're, they're, and I know I am too, like, I'm also speaking from personal experience, like, how is it going to look? Is that number going to bother me? Even when I've tried on bridesmaids dresses before, I've been like, why is that number so big? You know, um, how do you work on a mindset going into either the first time you're trying on a wedding dress or a dress fitting or your final dress fitting and maybe it's a little too tight? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and how to kind of control your mind with with those Mm -hmm. obstacles definitely so i would say when you're going in for like your if you're looking for dresses or going for your first fitting you know one usually when you pick out your dress it's like six months ago and you haven't seen it and you haven't tried exactly so and it's kind of a lot of times they just kind of they measure you and see what size is equivalent to their chart Okay, so that's, you know, one thing when you're heading into this, your mindset needs to be in a positive space. It can't be, you can't be thinking as you're going, oh my God, none of these dresses are going to fit. Or, oh my God, my dress is not going to fit. I've been eating like crap. Mm-hmm. I've been working out. I'm sure it's just not, it's just not going to sit there. All these alterations. So if you go into it with that mentality, automatically you're setting that negative tone for such a beautiful moment, to be honest. You know, when you're slipping on that wedding dress, your wedding dress for the first time, you haven't seen it in months. Like, you want to be in that positive moment of, oh my God, this is the dress I'm going to wear the day I walk down the aisle to marry my, my best friend. Right. Right? You don't want to have that that negative thought that's going to creep, it creeps in, but we got to smash it before it creeps in, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want that negative thought coming in thinking, yeah, but you didn't work out for six months, <laughs> but you've been eating like crap for six months, you know? <laughs> I mean, we're women. That's just kind of where our minds tend to go. So it's being able to smash that negative thought and reframe it with that positive of, look what I get to look forward to. You know, I get to wear this beautiful dress. I get to try on this beautiful. I get to stand in the mirror and see how, and visualize how beautiful I'm going to look today with my hair all done, my makeup all done. You know, all of these things. It's just a very important piece when looking or trying on your dress for the first, or any dress that you're looking for an event for the first time. Going in with the attitude of that you are one, a badass babe that's going to look amazing no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, that you are any dress you try on is going to fit you how it should because mm. you have a unique body. You are a unique person. You know, not everybody looks the same in every dress. We just don't. You know, we're not a one-size-fits-all, you know, community Society. culture. So mm-hmm. we have to be really mindful of that, too. Okay. But okay. if, you know, you're going in for your dress fitting, Kate, I would say, Kate, I want you to go into it visualizing that day 
of how you're going to look. Because the dress fitting, we all know sometimes there's god awful for me. There was pins all over the place because I'm short, I'm five foot. There needed to be like two feet taken off that dress. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so even when I had it on, it was like pushed up. So it didn't look <laughs> how it was going to look the day yeah. of the wedding. Um, not even that. I think, I want to say when I went for my dress fitting, literally just it. Okay. So I'm sure back then I was had sheer panic, you know, like mm-hmm. it. I was like, shoot, I can't eat for the next two months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but really, I try to reframe it like, no, this fits good. It's good. It's fine. Everything will be fine. Everything will work out. This is why there's a seamstress. This is why, you know, there's these things in place to help me look right. amazing. And I'm going to look amazing because it's me and mm-hmm. I'm amazing. So you kind of <laughs> have to think about it like that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it, you're always going to need alterations too. And I think that's one thing, like you said, like, your height's not to your advantage. Like, those dresses are probably, like, 5'5 five, five to 6 foot. I mean, let's just think about, quite honestly, the unrealistic bridal models who are wearing those, and, and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's I have no shade against them, but the other thing I thought, how would you feel if there was, like, some type of, I don't know. So so Liz and I met through a virtual group, um, the Champagne Diet, Kara, Kara Allwell, and so she talks a lot about rituals and just kind of making your life a little more magical. So my thought is going into those days, maybe saying, let's go for brunch. Like, let's grab a mimosa. Let's, let's, let's get together with, in my case, it'll be two of my really good friends that are bridesmaids and my mom, you know, let's make it just a, I don't know, sharing circle of fun. So I guess, do you think, do you agree with that? Kind of like ritualizing it, making it a, making it an event, which, you know, I'm always a fan of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Making it an event, making it a big deal, you know, like, if you're taking your mom, if you're taking your girlfriends, you're taking your cousins, like make it a big deal. Make it like a hype moment for yourself right. to try on that wedding dress for the first time or the last time, you know, right. once all alterations are done, make it like a hype moment because it is your time to shine. Right. And you're going to look fabulous again, no matter what, you're not <laughs> going to think that day of the wedding, I should have done more crunches. No, you're not going to think that day of the wedding. I should have ran extra. You're just not. You're going to think about that wedding and how, and you're going to be like, holy crap, I look amazing in my dress, don't I? Right. And who looks at a bride and says they don't look amazing? I mean, I, I've i worked with every beautiful type of bride and I'm always, I'm blown away every time. Like this past weekend, I was like, you look like a fairy princess. That's just the first thing. Like that was my gut feel. My intuition was like, you are a fairy princess and you're ruling the world because the, every bride has a different look. So um, that's a really good point too. Cause I think it's, it's, it's like anything in life. We, well, here's an instance. I have this one dress that I wear to almost every wedding. And like what goes in my head is the, the Lizzie McGuire movie where she's like, you're an outfit repeater. But then I'm like, I'm the last person anyone is looking at. I'm the one fluffing the dress. I'm the one making sure the catering's on time. And I'm the one running around all night. No one, I mean, unless they're an event planner too, no one actually is looking even at me. But it's one of those things of like, on your wedding day, like how you perceive yourself is different than everyone else. And like, everyone wants, I, I I told a couple of this this weekend, like, they're cheering for you when you're giving your welcome speech. Like, everyone wants you. Like, you're not just the father of the bride or the mother of the groom or whoever. You're you're it. You're the big deal. Like, you are the person that everyone is obsessed with. So I think yeah. that's another part of, like, just you're being cheered on the entire time. Like, no one is there to cut you down or, like, right. you know, it's not... It's not a toxic work environment. Like, it's literally a day about you two. So 
I think that that's an important thing to to think about too. Um, and then in terms of um, kind of nutrition and everything, what we've talked about prior to this is I'm really pushy with my clients about scheduling in lunch because usually it's just like, oh, I'm going to have half a muffin and a mimosa and my coffee. And that just happens because you get so busy. Like I see how busy these brides are on their wedding day. I usually see them when they're in the middle of makeup and, and we go the rest of the day together. And I'm like, okay, have you eaten? Like I door dashed Starbucks egg bites like a couple weeks ago. Cause she's like, that's the one thing I'm craving. And I'm like, if that's the one thing you're craving and you're going to eat it done, like I'm ordering it right now. Um, but the big thing is it's really hard also cause you're usually nervous on your wedding day. Imagine that. And there's a lot of emotional pressure. So all to say, I have all of my clients schedule in snacks when they're going on the party bus after they get married, I make sure they eat. I do bring them coffee, and it's funny. I always bring them their coffee order, but I've learned to get a tall at Starbucks or a small 12-ounce because they're actually so busy that they don't actually drink it. But for me, it's like the gesture of it all. Um, yeah. They're like, oh, you remembered that I like my vanilla latte with oat milk and all of this other stuff. Um, I'm going on a tangent to say that wellness from an emotional and physical standpoint is really important. So from a nutrition standpoint, like what would you recommend? You know, are we thinking like, I don't know, protein bars or, you know, to fuel you, you have to be fueled. This is yes. a huge day. You have, yes, you have to be fueled on your, on your big day. You know, even, you know, before leading up to it, you have to fuel your body. Right. And also the day of, you cannot not eat on the big day of your wedding. You could potentially pass out. So we want to make sure that we're getting in, of course, that protein, those carbs are going to give you energy, you know, so getting in carbs. I know so many people are so scared of that word carbs. They are. <laughs> um, still, even though I know a lot of us in this industry are trying to reframe that thinking. Um, but definitely, you know, carbs are a big thing too, to keep up the energy throughout the day. And of course, you know, those fats help as well. But Mm -hmm. really focusing on if you're short for time I know there's those brides that are like probably that you deal with Kate that I'm gonna eat yeah I'm gonna sit down and eat and then they don't and then you're they just like, get so okay, excited yeah so now you're kind of hangry so if you're like me you get hangry Oof. um so mm -hmm. I would say just simple things like protein bars are great to have on hand you know with some like nuts in there and things like that not just like some I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head that it's just like chocolate pretty much power you know, zone you or with, cliff or... yeah with like sustainability in it um, to keep you a little bit full. Granted, a protein bar is not going to keep you full for, like, hours. Right. You know, because it's not a meal. Mm -hmm. Protein bars are not a meal. Mm -hmm. Everybody. They're <laughs> um, <laughs> then back. <laughs> so making sure that, you know, you have those things readily available. Fruits are great to have on hand, too, obviously, because then the bride can pick, have a little plate of, like, the fruits or even veggies. Sometimes, you know, you can do, like, the veggie trays as well. That's always a great idea. And, you know a lot of people, bagels are fine too. As long as you just keeping that energy up, that's like a carb. Is it the best one to have for some people that will say, well, no, because it's a bagel and it's this, that, and the other thing. A bagel's a bagel. It's gonna, it has the same nutrition as some other things that we actually eat on, on the daily. So really just being able to remind them to eat, of course, and being really mindful of their eating. Let's not just have five mimosas first thing. It's not going to probably go well for you if there's nothing in there. And probably. if you're nervous. So making sure, like, really reiterating our, you know, to the brides out there, to anybody going to an event, even a wedding. Because I know a lot of my clients will tell me, Liz, I got a wedding on Friday. Should I not eat until the wedding? Because I really want to make sure I eat good. I'm like, well, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> please, please eat. Like, eat your normal breakfast, you know. Please eat your normal breakfast. Maybe even eat your normal lunch, you know, mm -hmm. and then eat dinner there. Like, how can, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of frame it to them as 
because the mentality is, well, I'm trying to save up all my calories, you know, so they'll like binge basically at that wedding or event mm-hmm. that they're going to. So for brides, you know, even when they're like leading up to that timeline of getting married and then the reception, it's not that they're thinking like that by any means because they have so many other things going on, but they also need to remember they need to fuel themselves throughout the day so that when they do get to dinner and they do eat, sometimes after you, we all know sometimes after we eat a big meal, what happens? We get tired. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Exactly. And it's too much. And then you're just like, Ugh. Yeah. And you're like this, like <laughs> this, like bump on a log. Right. Yeah. So we don't want that to happen to the bride or the groom that day either yeah absolutely great so in terms of like go-to snacks you're saying like protein bars but ones that not as a meal replacement um I a lot of my clients do like subs for the day of I feel like Mm -hmm. you get some protein you get some carbs like it's, it's usually a pretty good mix um but then as leading up let's go back to leading up to the day putting together some sustainable routines so that you feel good and you know if you wanted to lose five to ten pounds or whatever it is to feel really good and vibrant and wonderful you can so I remember when you started working with me you're like there's no cheat days and I was like excuse me there's no cheat days because culturally like I even grew up with that if my parents ever dieted it's like on the weekends it's open season you know and as a kid I never understood but as an adult who can drink alcoholic beverages I absolutely do and so you always say no cheat days like you keep it together in moderation all the time but then the one other thing you said that stood out to me is like if you're on vacation, don't stress. Just like it. If, it, if it's your wedding day, don't stress. So I'd love if you could speak to kind of those two philosophies um, in terms of a wedding day, leading up to a wedding day, and, you know, a honeymoon. If I'm in Mexico, I'm going to have all the margaritas I want. Like, and Absolutely. I'm going to have all the tacos, way too much chips and guac. <laughs> so, as you should. Yeah. You should. So I'd love yeah. if you could talk so about that. I do remember that when I started working with you, I was like, <laughs> we don't do cheat days. And you're like, what? I'm like, I mean, <laughs> you don't designate a day to eat all of the things that you've been missing all week. It's a binge you know, thing. We want to incorporate those things that you love into your, you know, diet throughout the week so that when you have those things, you're not inclined to literally shove your face with them. You know, because I've done that, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout my health journey years ago, I would be like, well, I can't, you know, when I get to Friday night and I've done X, Y, and Z, then Mm -hmm. Friday night, I can go to Dairy Queen and get that blizzard. Right. Yeah. It's it's a binge thing. And that's just not how it should be. We should be able to incorporate the things we love in moderation and still get to our goals, which you have done, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, for, and especially for vacation, I even tell my clients now when they go on vacation, they're like, okay, so do you want me to like, to like log at all? You know, if they're like one of my logging clients, do you want me to like log at all? And I'm like, no, I want you to enjoy your time with your family, with whomever you're with. And I want you just to have fun. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about the number in your phone. Please don't please actually delete the app. For mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good, I mean, and, and it's funny cause Cause you got me started on my fitness pal. And at first I was a little worried when we talked about that. Cause I was like, well, I'm like, you know, was a straight A student. So the metrics of like, Oh, you know, sometimes quite honestly, how low can I go? You know, which is, which is wrong. That that's a thing. But also intuitively, then you start to know, like, I literally know, like if I want to have my favorite spicy chicken melt, like how much that is. And I know if I go to Chick-fil-A cause I love their milkshakes, like, okay, I have a third to a half of that. Because once you start framing your meals and your plate, you know, it's a lot different than 
I, I just remember like Culver's, like I can't have a full, I can't have a butter burger with fries and then like a shake or something like that's too much for me. So I think it's also the visualization of that and like understanding when we're full. I think feeling full, that's challenging. And I feel like we're both in the Midwest. And so like, it's always an abundance of food and definitely alcohol and a lot of things going on, especially like football season and when we're all hibernating essentially. So, um, yeah, I feel like one of the things too, you start to understand, like I know to a degree, if I have this much protein, like how many calories that is and where I'm at for my day. And then I kind of just have a metric like, "Mm, okay, we we went a little hard this morning. So tonight we're going to do like more salads or something more lean. So is that something you see? Like people start to kind of feel and understand the differences of what they're putting in their body? Definitely. For the clients that are like really tracking like you were doing, they definitely see like what they're putting in their mouth more Mm -hmm. than, you know, somebody that's just like, I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm going to eat less. And they just kind of still mindlessly eat in a sense. So the tracking as a a, a tool, I don't recommend it forever, is, you know, a small tool in the beginning to utilize if needed that when you're making your plate, you're like, okay, I have this chicken on my plate. I have this broccoli on my plate. I have these potatoes on my plate. This is what it looks like. And this is how much it kind of like equals to, to give you an idea, you know? Mm -hmm. So, because if I tell my clients like, Hey, for your breakfast, I want you to like be around the 350, 400 range, you know, depending on the client. And they'll be like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, true. You don't know what that looks like because for us, breakfast can be like, two eggs and a slice of toast and mm-hmm. we call it a day mm-hmm. um but really that's it's a lot more food than we realize so yeah those I two eggs are like 140 too yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I started giving people examples too <laughs> you know of what that looks like and you know so many people when they hear calorie deficit they think the 1100 1200 1300 calorie range for women right mm-hmm. and really the goal of a calorie deficit is still to eat as much food as you can while still being in the calorie deficit you have calorie deficit at 1900 calories mm-hmm. you know like and some and when i work with my clients and i educate them and we talk through those things they're like their minds are blown because some i have you know at 1900 calorie and they're like i have lost five pounds in like three weeks Liz I'm like I know (laughs) because I'm eating all of this food you know so and I'm like because you're in a calorie deficit we Mm -hmm. limit ourselves more specifically as women to make sure the number is super low so we can make sure that we get in that dress for the wedding or make sure that we get into that outfit that we want to wear but really we want to be increasing those calories if we can and also building that better relationship with food too you know like Mm -hmm. you said you still are having your Culver's, you're still, you're having your Chick-fil-A and you're still meeting your goals you want to meet. Right. So being able to incorporate those things in moderation is super important so that we don't binge binge on them. It's so easy to do that. I've done it. I'm straight up. I've done it. I've, I've lost the 15, then I went to 10 and then I'm back to 15, you know? And sometimes for me, I'm just like, sometimes life, like I'd love to hear you talk about life, how sometimes your circumstances, like I'm in the middle of wedding season, so I'm eating a lot of wedding meals. Are those low calorie? Are those, I mean, the Indian wedding I went to, I probably ate for a week at that wedding. But like, can you talk about seasons of life, I guess, like and understanding that and being freaking nice to yourself? (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Be nice to yourself. That's right. So what I like to tell people is that your health and fitness journey is not a sprint. 
you know, it's a marathon. It's a lifestyle change that you're making. So when we're in the busy seasons of life, like you are right now, okay, you know, we're, it's not really, we're not able to allocate a lot of time to the things we want to for our nutrition or for our fitness because life is crazy and that's okay. Life ebbs and flows all the time. Just like your time in the gym will ebb and flow, just like your nutrition will ebb and flow. So it's being able to give yourself grace during the, during all of those periods of fluctuation. You know, your weight technically should fluctuate a little bit. You know, there's no way you can stay, for example, at 140 pounds every single day no. for the rest of your life. Especially with Our your period. fluctuates daily, right? Mm-hmm. Our weight comes up and down daily, you know, especially if you're a woman and you're on your period or you're coming into your period, that's going to some people go from one pound to like five or more. Yeah. So it's being able to understand that, that during those busy seasons, it's just a season. That's all it is. Right. You just have to get through that busy season. Be mindful if you can be, you know, when you are eating at events and you are in that busy moment, you know, like, okay, think to yourself, have I had protein today? Because sometimes we don't, you know, have I drank any water today? So mm-hmm. it's being able to check in with just those small questions. And it doesn't, it's not that you have to hit all those boxes. You just have to be able to be like, let me go drink an ounce glass of water really quick. So I haven't drank any today. Right. It's things like that. And then that'll eventually once life settles down, you'll start to be able to come through and go back onto that, you know, flow that you had before. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, You know, and in terms of we've touched on, like, proteins, like, protein powders, different things like that. So I'll be honest, like, I am not the sweet tooth girl. So I'm like, if you could give me, like, French fry flavored or some salty flavored protein mix, I would love it. So I use the vegan one that I think you had recommended because, well, whey protein does not sit well with me. And I think you had said that it doesn't sit well with a lot of people. But how, like, I'm trying to make it. I did it for a while and I'm trying to make it sexy again and get excited because it's like a way to get, you know, it's about 130 calories, but the, the protein percentage is pretty good. So I guess, how do you feel about those? I'm not a protein bar person. I just, it's not my thing, but mixing that up in the morning or putting it in my coffee. We've talked about that before. Like do, does everyone not, does everyone have to do it because no one has to do it, but what are your thoughts on protein powders and substitutes and stuff? Right, so like your supplements, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to get the protein in for protein specifically, 100%, then have the protein shake. You know, we should, women should get about 100 grams of protein in a day. You know, obviously it's going to differ with the goals that, you know, this person has and that person has, but I'd like to see women getting at least 100 grams of protein. Which we're a not. Day. So, <laughs> yeah, because we're, yes, usually when I look at, um, if a woman like writes everything down that she says or tells me about her day and like you have one six ounce chicken that's maybe like 30 grams ish you know depending um uh, for your protein for the day like we we need to have like two or three more of those for the day so Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it helps people even if they're not like sweet tooth people because they there are some um, proteins out there that are tasteless they can just go in your water mm, so there there are some out there like that if you don't love the taste of the different proteins that are out there there oh. are some lines that are fantastic mm-hmm. um legion health is great i really like theirs okay i like their ingredient less than i like you know the taste of all of the different kinds that they have but it's a way to get the protein in until you can figure out how to get the protein in with your food you know okay. i just had this conversation actually last night with one of my clients and i had told her 
she was like, I'm probably going to have to do protein shakes for a while. I said, that's fine because you're learning how to get to that, you know, intake of protein that I gave you. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But eventually you're going to want to be eating that protein and not drinking it. We don't want to be always drinking our calories when we could be having having a meal of that calories okay you know so sometimes I kind of equate it to that like you can have the protein shake for you know like 130 calories or you can have a yogurt with some berries yeah and some nuts mm-hmm. and that's gonna or cottage be cheese. more <laughs> yeah it's gonna it's gonna one fill you up more but also too we eat with our eyes right yeah oh yeah <laughs> so we're looking, we're looking at a shake we're like oh yeah it looks delicious compared to like a yogurt with some berries and things you your brain, everything connects, you know, the neurology, the neurology of your brain, your stomach, it all connects. So we Mm -hmm. want to make sure that we're feeding our eyes, which in turn feeds the brain and the belly. Right. I love it. So I want to wrap up with a couple things. One of them is I just want to talk and you and I have talked about this a lot, like alcohol. So we're not, you know, it's just so taboo sometimes of like, if you choose to have an alcoholic beverage, like I went 25 days without one just to detox and just chill and just see what happened kind of thing. But, uh, you know, a wedding day versus leading up to a wedding, like, I mean, every time I get together with someone, it's almost like, cheers to you, you know? And like, well, thank you. But how do you manage manage some of that? Because it is, especially Midwest, very cultural yeah. to just have lots of beverages. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're heading into holiday season, right? <laughs> yeah. <All the> <laughs> So those beverages are going to be flying left and right, Kate, that's for sure. (laughs) So what I usually tell my clients is I tell them I will never tell you to remove something from your diet that you enjoy. Now, there's a caveat to that. If you're having a bottle of wine every night, we may need to cut back a little (laughs) bit, okay? Because that's going to hinder your weight loss results a little bit because, unfortunately, alcohol feeds into the fat, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're trying to lose weight and or inches, if you're trying to lose inches we got to reduce the fat in the body that's Mm -hmm. gonna that's when your clothes start to fit a little bit less Mm -hmm. you know if you're trying to lose weight on that scale that's a little bit different you know you're gonna eat a little bit less and you're gonna be eating just a standard caloric intake Mm -hmm. losing fat you're gonna be eating more protein might want to take it easy on the alcoholic beverages um the high noons the Mm -hmm. wines Mm -hmm. those things so, so okay. I just say limit yourself. Still have it if you need, if you really want it. Still have it, but just limit. Maybe usually when you go out for girls' night, you have four glasses of wine, or you have four high noons, or whatever. Maybe just do two or three. Right. You and know, just, so it kind of it helps you because we're not removing it. Where it's that thought process of don't touch the red button. I'm going to touch the red button. Exactly. It's yeah. It's I can have that and it be okay. You know, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of work on the mindfulness of that is, you know, because for some people, you know, alcohol is a little bit more, like you said, it's cultural. It's with the family. There's more connections to it than just the caloric intake and it tastes good. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they're drinking, so I want to drink. So there's right. a lot more things with it that I kind of work through with my clients. Okay. Too. So, and this is a loaded question, but like, are you someone who would say, okay, so I'll give you an example. Like, um, my dad's like, oh, wine, it's all sugar. You know, um, and then I think of the champagne diet where, like, her biggest thing for starting her whole journey was, like, you can have a 100-calorie glass of champagne and still feel glamorous and still, you know, have fun, have a beverage. Is there an ideal alcohol? I mean, I know it's not an old-fashioned in Wisconsin because that those are just, I mean, I don't know what else you could put in that to make it more higher-calorie. <laughs> 
You know, I, I, I know it's a hard a one. You know, your, your very low calorie drinks are going to be clear liquor mm-hmm. with like a soda. Vodka, so tequila. it's not going to be delicious. <laughs> it's probably going to taste a little more like alcohol than you are probably used to, especially if you like the sugary drinks or like high nudes or things like, or wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like your tequila is really low. Mm-hmm. you know um but vodka's great like you're clear and then just do soda or a tonic or something with it low fat um, yeah. that'll yeah. keep it on the lower spectrum yeah. of your calorie intake um but i always tell people don't do that just if you're just doing that because just you want to drink then we have a have to have a different conversation <laughs> right um, yeah you know i'm gonna have to pull out my master's degree of counseling and we're gonna have to have <laughs> so, yeah yeah fine. totally just fine we can do that we can totally do that but um, yeah i always say just incorporate what you like just again limit it maybe instead of having four you have two Right. That makes sense. And even like you can get a diet tonic and like most of those carbonated waters, like you're at zero calories, which like I still will never really understand any of that. But um, that that's a good point. I don't always think through that because I'm like a Cosmo girl. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's just throw a bunch of fake cranberry juice. (laughs) All this stuff in Cointreau, which is super sugary. Um, So I just wanted to ask, you know, as people are going through those celebrations, like you said, maybe just a little more clear, but not, if you don't like it, don't force it. It's like anything. And I, I love that that's your message. You're like, don't make yourself miserable because we've all been on those diets where you're like, cool. Like my fiance can eat anything. It doesn't matter. And if he needs to lose five pounds, he can do it like in a week or two. It's just how his body is. And I, I curse it sometimes, but everyone's different that way and like I know I cannot eat like he eats (laughs) and that's just he's also he's you know he's larger than me whatever but um just like anything I always loved that your philosophy was you know do do what feels right do what feels good but do it in moderation and don't blow up your life you know or binge emotionally or whatever so anyways um in terms of Three kind of actionable, ste- actionable steps. I just wanted to give those. As we talk about one more time, the, the wedding dress size, is it going to be the nutrition and really understanding that in your body, getting the movement in, and the mindset? Is that kind of your trifecta? Yes, I would say so. Definitely. Okay. Move your body is the most important, even if it's just walking. Okay. You know, eating, eating very, you know, whole meals. We don't want to be just eating, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with chips. That's not going to fill you up. You want to think you want protein on your plate. You want colors on your plate of vegetables mm. and you want that, you know, that more substantial carb, like a sweet potato, for example, you mm. know, to, to fill you up. And then, you know, mindset is super, super important when it comes to anything with health and fitness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is probably the most important because if your mind is not right, then everything you're doing is not going to matter because you're going to still visualize yourself in a different way. So sometimes it's working on that mindset first and then going down those. Okay. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Your little, little beautiful trifecta. That makes sense. And that applies to like everything, you know, you got to get your head right. Like we've all been in those swirls of not so great headspace. So totally get it. Um, so last but not least, can you let everyone know, I mean, I know they have your Instagram handle now, but like how they can find you, best ways to work with you. You can work with anyone anywhere, right? Pretty much? Yes. Yes. I can work with anybody. I use an app um, to work with my clients, communicate with my clients. Um, I do, I have a website, which I can give to you if you want to post it with the replay on here. Yeah. I have a website. You can always go to my Instagram handle, underscore Liz Katarina, underscore. There's links on there, too, to both my website and my consult um, form to work with me. I do everything from nutrition to just fitness programs as well. 
Okay, amazing. Well, thanks for your time. I'm glad that we could talk about some of these taboo topics, but also just like taking care of yourself. And I think, you know, it doesn't have to be, it can be a glamorous and beautiful life still when you're actually fueling your body correctly. So I really appreciate your time. Um, text me over that, your your URL, so I can add it to this replay because I'm going to post it right now. Um, but thank you so much, and I'm sure we'll be able to do this again. So I appreciate your time, and I'll talk to you later, Liz. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm thrilled that you joined us today. Feel free to check out CBK on Instagram at Celebrate by Kate, spelled C-E-L-E-B-R-A-I-T by, and my name, Kate, K-A-I-T, as well as various other online channels where we share our sparkle with the world. Thanks again for joining your wedding, BFF. Cheers to your day, your way.